back in the day when you taught me to live and I taught you to pray. We went in the battle together, no matter the weather, we never delayed. You gave me commands, I always obeyed. I never let you go astray. I never thought I'd see the day that you would come and just betray Welcome me. to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start this week's episode, we would love it if you followed us on some form of social media app like Instagram or Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. We would love it even more than that if you gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, whatever it is that lets you give ratings. Go ahead and use that. That would be awesome. And with that out of the way, uh, you can also contact us uh, by sending us an email. I'm told that someone on our uh, team checks those, right, Tony? Someone, mm-hmm. on our- someone on our team. I have a guy. His okay, name's Tony. Cool, cool. <laughs> Got it. All right, cool. Uh, anyway, uh, you can email us at m- uh, mcurewind at gmail.com. No underscore. All right, with all that out of the way, uh, this week we are covering Cloak and Dagger season one, episode four, call slash response, which originally premiered on June 21st of 2018. And here is a brief rundown of the episode, way briefer than Al's rundowns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tyrone and Tandy talk about the personal lives and issues, explaining the visions that they saw of each other in the previous episode. Tyrone decides to fake a stolen bike report to get close to Connors, but he ends up uh, running out of the police station in fear. Tyrone's dad discovers that Tyrone stole the bike, bolt cutters to fake the um, stealing of the bike and is worried that Tyrone will become a criminal. So he takes him to see what the internet told me is his old Mardi Gras tribe. I had no idea who those people were. Tyrone <laughs> the, then learns that Billy was designing a cloak for the next march after he died and he decides to complete it in his brother's honor. Meanwhile, Tandy uses her powers to find out that uh, lawyer Greg is actually cares for her mom and decides to help him research Roxxon. Tandy's mom breaks up with Greg, uh, and when Tandy goes to see him again, she witnesses his assass- assassination. Tandy tries to commit suicide by drowning, uh, but she changes her mind as she uses her daggers to escape her chains. There's probably a metaphor in there somewhere. I don't know what it is. Uh, Tyrone returns uh, to uh, the police station and asks for Riley, while Tandy returns to Greg's office and takes uh, the Roxxon files he had found as evidence to clear her father's name. All right, and uh, hey, really quickly before we get too far into this episode, because um, Tony had kind of mentioned that already a little bit in the intro, a uh, little bit of a content warning. Um, there is some talk of suicide and stuff in this episode. I don't know how much we're going to talk about it, um, probably bring it up a little bit, but just yeah. letting you know, just in case yeah. that's something you want to skip over. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with, with that announcement, moving on to our fast mm-hmm. facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude. You got super speed. I do. You didn't see that coming? Al, what do you have? Uh, I do have one, I swear. Uh, so this episode is titled call slash response. And so my assumption of why it's titled that, um, you can kind of tell is because the two characters call on each other for help and they respond kind of like how in nature, a cloak and a dagger call on each other for help and then they respond They're, they're <laughs> It's like a symbiotic relationship. Yes. Cloaks and daggers are known as <laughs> they're symbiotes. That's why cloak is all dark and 
like like the symbiote of venom yeah yeah Yeah. exactly it's uh it's very common in um like old world uh forests kind of thing like yeah (laughs) old growth forests i think is what you're looking for yeah yeah Uh, that too yeah Yeah. um yeah you know what that's i didn't have anything for what the title meant so i'm going to accept that (laughs) (laughs) thank you for telling me that before we started recording yeah i know i know All right. Um, yeah, this was a live episode for Easter eggs. So my Easter eggs is two of our actors. We've got uh, Greg Pressfield plays uh, Greg, uh, Candy's mom's boyer, lawyer boyfriend. Boyer boyfriend. Um, he's uh, uh, he's had minor roles and his nerd creds include Jurassic World, uh, The Walking Dead, and Star Trek Enterprise. But Al, can you tell me where we've seen him before in the MCU? Or, yeah, we've seen him t- two times other places in the MCU. I think you know I can't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he plays the DODC, a Department of Damage Control agent, who tombs punches in the first one of the first opening scenes of Homecoming. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he <laughs> reprises the role because he is one of the people who interrogates Peter in Far From Home. Oh, I did not know that that was uh, that he was in there interrogating him, him too. Yeah. Okay, I did not know that. I did not know that till I looked up his IMDb. <laughs> oh, okay. The, I mean, the only the only guy I remember from Department of Damage Control are the uh, well, I guess the the two right. There's uh, pretty much those two characters that also show up in Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know oh, their names, okay. but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we also have. Uh, I want to talk about Otis Johnson, uh, Tyrone's dad. Uh, he has a comic book. He has a comic book counterpart. Cloak Ooh, and Dagger okay. premieres in Cloak and Dagger, uh, Volume Two, episode episode, Volume Two, <laughs> Issue Eleven, back in November nineteen eighty six. But this version of Otis Johnson is not his father; it's his younger brother. Uh, there's in that issue a demon talks to both Cloak and Dagger and tells cloak that when he ran away from home his brother like got hooked and his brother and the younger sister uh got hooked on drugs the younger sister od'd and otis was arrested for her murder but that's the only ever the only mention of him and the fact that dinaman told him that who knows if it's accurate <laughs> but the actor miles musenden uh, his nerd creds was in, he's been in uh, he was frenzy in Doom Patrol, which is like a five episode character. Uh, Franklin, <laughs> The Walking Dead. He's uh, he's a minor character in Stranger Things. But Al, do you think you could tell me the two places in the MCU we've seen this actor before? Because he also has been in the MCU. I think you know I can't. Okay. <laughs> uh, unlike uh, Greg, he's plays two different roles. Oh. Uh, he his more minor one is he's one of the security guards or one of the police uh prison guards i'm sorry prison guards in luke cage in the flashback episode when we see him like in the cage fights in prison oh okay but also he was also in spider-man homecoming as the security guard at the washington monument who Kind of shrugs when the teacher asks if MJ is correct about the Washington Monument being built by slaves. 
He's just like, kind of. That's that's him. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't know much about Otis's uh, other career. We know a little bit about his past now from this episode. He may have worked as a security guard briefly. We don't know. That's true. That's yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or a or worked in the prison. We don't know. Where is Luke Cage? Where was his prison? It was in the south somewhere. Yeah, was that's it a good Louisiana? point. I it it might have been actually. I'm going to maybe. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz yeah, I remember that they didn't say for a long time and I I kept assuming that it was near New York, but I guess it wasn't. Um No, that was definitely Let's see. Prison time. I'm sorry. I'm on the MCU wiki. Seagate is in Georgia. It is not in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, they're like right next to each other. So <laughs> it's. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, he could <laughs> commute. Yeah, could commute or like has spent a little bit of time living there. And then yeah. was like, uh, I really don't like it here i'll move back i guess i don't or i'll move to washington dc for a little while hmm, maybe do some light security guarding there because we don't know what his dad does do we 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 get more information about mom so yeah yeah i don't think we know anything about about his uh career and since we don't know the characters names in the other places might be the same guy all three spots that's true yeah i mean maybe maybe he spent some time like you know after his son uh was killed he like needed to take some time for himself and so he yeah. traveled to two other states yep for work <laughs> yeah uh we definitely know greg wasn't uh because the department of damage control agent appears after this and greg does not appear after this episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right moving on to our heroes it is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know, kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. So I think we should go through like all the stuff they talk about together and then go to their individual storylines. Yeah, that sounds good. They they do have that little bit of back and forth in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's probably best to just lump that all together. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. So. First obvious question. Tandy's good with the obvious questions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for last week, it was, were you trying to kill me? Now it's uh-huh. like, why them? Why are they the ones? I'm sure there were more people in the ocean that night when it exploded. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. Well, I was going to, I want to push us. What's an MCU style explanation for this? Okay. So I think mm-hmm. it has to do with their state of mind at the time. Um, both of them had just lost someone close to them, right? Like Tyrone had just seen his, his brother killed Tandy. I think at the time she knew her dad was dead or dying at least. Yeah. So, he was, and, and I'm yeah. sorry. 
pass out strapped in the car as the semi-man's on them? Like Yeah, oh, that's deeper. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so best case scenario for him, he was unconscious, but it's possible he was already gone. Mm-hmm. Um and she was also dying, right? So like there's that fear too. Yeah. Um and so I would think that maybe that's what happened when explosion whatever happened came out of that oil rig looking thing. Mm-hmm. It was something was looking for people and it's all oh yeah this the these two people maybe something about them emotions um i'm gonna say that based on the fact that they may have revealed it later but i don't remember (laughs) so i'm going based on this that (laughs) they were close to hitting vibranium and it was the uh people from talacan attacked it uh and it's some type of talacan vibranium infusing that given these powers my alternative theory is like most of uh mcu theories it was mephisto (laughs) (laughs) i think you're closer with that one yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah um god i mean maybe right i don't know like (laughs) well the, the thing is like i think it makes sense that their mindset but like why what was it that like, where, where do their powers come from? Like, I, I feel like we'll find that out later. But specifically them, Mephisto. I do think it had to do with the mindset. Mephisto wanted people who were sad. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to make a deal with someone who has everything they want. Yeah, exactly. Never see Iron Man make a deal with Mephisto. He's probably made a deal with Mephisto. I haven't read every Iron Man comic. It's true. He probably wanted more booze. I could see that. That could have been a storyline. Yeah, there's literally demon in the bottle. There could be a legitimate demon. I haven't read mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, pretty much the entire 80s, or, or a lot of the 80s, he was just drunk. That's where War yeah. Machine came from, so yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, these guys, these guys are from the 80s. Mephisto, probably real active in the 80s. I don't know. I don't know when <laughs> Mephisto was created. The 70s. Uh, I mean, no, I don't. I don't know. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I don't know when he was created as a character in the comics, but I'm sure he was very active just in life in the 70s. Oh, yeah. It, it seems like the perfect time for him. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I bet he was created like as a villain for Doctor Strange, who was from the 70s. That would make a lot of sense. Really, Doctor Strange from the 70s. I honestly don't don't uh, know a lot of... Uh, like when a lot of characters were created, right? Like I just assume, like, who are you looking? Oh, up? yeah, all the. Uh, I'm looking up uh, Mephisto. All right, I'm looking up <laughs> Doctor Strange. All right. I just assume all of the big name ones were fifties or earlier, and then. Well, no. Yeah. Uh, because it was the sixties. The Fantastic Four came out. Ah, uh, okay. All uh, right. Strange was July sixty three, though, so it's not. Oh. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mephisto is September of 1968. Oh, so. what what comic? Uh, he showed up in Silver Surfer number three. Interesting. Oh, sorry. No, whoops. No, I missed that. Uh, his first appearance, sorry, was April of 1953. Um, oh, so that was pre-superhero stuff. Bible Tales for Young Folk. Uh, well, he's I a, don't. Yeah, he's a demon. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know if he's... So, okay, little, little Marvel... Okay. 
Marvel history. You might not. You might know this, Al, but um, like comic book superheroes were really big in the '40s, World War II era, and kind of fell out of favor. And it wasn't until 1961 when the Fantastic Four came back or was premiered did superheroes like come back into Marvel. So like they did mm-hmm. more horror. They did more um, like books and apparently biblical tales and stuff like that mm-hmm. during that time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what it looks like. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, but they bring in characters all the time from like the old and like. I consider it like the dark days of Marvel, the non-superhero days of Marvel. Like, God, who was it? There was some, there were a couple like S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter villains who were just like, yeah, this guy, the wizard, the wizard was not a superhero. <laughs> and then they brought him into the superhero comics like later. So they probably mm-hmm. did the same thing with Mephisto. Okay. Ah, uh, gotcha. That makes sense. Well, this is interesting. Just reading Mephisto's history in, uh, in, uh, Marvel Wiki, apparently, uh, the primordial entity Nemesis um, was just like bored and like sad uh, that the that because it created life and then it, it all, all the life that it created became evil. Uh, they were the first demons. So because of that, this, that entity killed itself and it became the Infinity Stones. But also after that, it was reborn into I'm guessing a number of beings, Mephisto being one of them. Hmm. I know, I haven't read the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, but I know Mephisto is mm-hmm. like a big part of it. So Yeah. Huh. Okay. Huh. I'm going to close this now, otherwise I'm just going to keep reading it. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> listeners, if this Coke and Dagger stuff isn't doing it for you, at least we got some Mephisto facts. <laughs> yeah. Because he's the source of everything in the MCU, from WandaVision mm-hmm. on. Yep, that's right. That's what all the rumors keep saying. He's yep. going to show up sooner or later. Yeah. What do you think we're going to see Mephisto, Al? Like, legitimately. Do you think we're ever going to see Mephisto? Ironheart. Ironheart? There, yeah, uh, I, that's a rumor, but... Uh, it it actually might make sense. Because uh, her the, the villain is the hood, right? And he makes a deal with the devil. Oh. So... Maybe it, it might actually be Mephisto or some other random demon. Like we don't, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think. Uh, movie three of the next Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah, mm. Okay. Yeah. He, sure. made, he did the brand new day thing anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Or one day more brand new. I think brand new day was like the reboot after the Whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I can't um, the names. Yep. So yeah, Tyrone kind of uh, realizes that they kind of figure out their each. O- they got visions of each other's problems, so they can figure out each other's powers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They tell each other what what they saw and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tandy, then they try to like figure out their powers. Tandy says that, uh, Tyrone's powers takes him where he needs to be. Um, mm-hmm. and then Tyrone says it protects him. The roof of rocks on, he did not need to be there. <laughs> he did not, it did not protect him. It, uh, yeah, well, I mean, no, uh, so far his teleportation has been nothing but a problem for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it. I mean, 
it stopped him from murdering the cop, which would have been a bigger problem. Well, right. But like, I think in his mind, it's yeah, been yes, nothing but a problem, true. right? Because he, he wakes up naked on a rooftop somewhere. Uh, he was about to kill the cop and get that revenge that he oh so desires, uh, but it stopped him from that. Mm-hmm. Um, st- stuff like that, right? That it, In my mind, that's kind of what, what he's feeling. Um, yeah. But also, yes, like, I mean, it kind of is helping him in that sense, right? Because it it took him to uh, Detective um, Connors, right? And now he's mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, that's, that's that cop that I, I knew of. Uh, before like finally found him okay um and then it also i mean it also did protect him by making him not kill connor's so there was that too so (laughs) yeah i mean tanny's vision from last week was about him finding justice not finding revenge for his brother's murder so maybe that's what his powers wants him to do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, exactly trying to push him towards that goal Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Uh, but personally, I think that they got the powers that would most help the other person. So it was just like, it'd be real easy if Tyrone had a power to see the truth and murder people and Tandy had the powers (laughs) to teleport away. (laughs) Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause she just wants to leave and he just wants revenge, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. A little while later, I, I, it's hard to tell time in this because there is interspersed with the flash forwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they like try to touch, right. And mm-hmm. Tandy starts glowing and he starts in cloaking, um, using his darkness powers. Mm-hmm. Do you, th- I couldn't tell, were they intentionally summoning those or was it a side effect of them getting close together? I think it was a side effect. I think it's, like they were trying to call like they they said that they were trying to test their powers so mm. so maybe it's something like ugh. okay as of right now they have no control over their powers but they can sort of kind of try right like yeah. they're they're kind of learning so maybe this was them also trying like well let's see what we can summon on our own mhm yeah. i mean yeah, I guess I I feel like it was maybe I disagree. I think it was unintentional. <laughs> Be, I was yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so much of this show is yeah. confusing, which is mm-hmm. good that it's confusing to them too. Uh mm-hmm. So Tandy talks about how she's had trouble deciphering like she literally mentions what the checks mean, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about that last week, so... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, They kind of figure out that, like, he can't cash the checks people give him because he feels like he doesn't deserve them. He doesn't deserve anything. That he's not perfect enough to live up to Billy's life. That's what Tandy says. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad they spelled out for us, because <laughs> even the writers figured, like, this is kind of... this is. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to figure yeah. out. Yeah, that one's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and they talk about the drugs that she gives as communion, and she's like, she's trying to, she wants to kill herself. 
And mm-hmm. I, I figure out like the drugs represent, even though she'd be taking the drugs, it's hurting all these people who find her important in their lives. So I guess, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it kind of dissolves. It kind of, they kind of, they're arguing, they start arguing. I mean, it's all about privilege and seeing each other from different perspectives. Like it doesn't matter from Tyrone's point of view. And this, I kind of agree with Tyrone more that it doesn't matter how financially, how high you are. If you're a black man versus a white woman, there's still prejudices that she's never going to understand. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, and he tells her to kill herself and then they leave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tyrone leaves to work out the way he punishes himself is because we saw that in Suicide Sprints. It's like he was mm-hmm. trying to make up for it by just like pushing himself as far as he can go. And then Tandy's taking pills <laughs> to punish herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, like this is one of the things that we don't really see until closer to the end of the episode. So like we've mm-hmm. already seen a lot and like. And, and and then the next day happens, yeah. Which is the rest of the stuff we're going to talk about, yeah. Like, um, but it really feels like oh, Tandy choosing to take the pills and seeing what we see like afterwards feels like mm-hmm. oh, okay. Like that's it, it. It feels like because of the order we see things. It's like oh, she takes these pills and then she becomes very sad about stuff. But no, that's like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's my next note. It's like my next note's for Tyrone, like because I split it up. It's just like the next day? Mm-hmm. Question mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably the next day. I like unless they tell us, right? Like we we say this all the time. I know, mm-hmm. or at least I say this all the time. Like I really wish TV shows and movies would just tell us how long it's been since the previous, at least the previous episode. Um, you know, when when you have a serialized show like this where every episode is directly affected by the episode before it, right? It's a continuous story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to note because it always feels like it, it is literally the next day, especially because, you know, the first three episodes were literally like right after the previous episode, right? Like it was a continuation of a scene. And here, actually, this one is too, right? The, we the, This uh, starts as a continuation of, the final scene in the previous episode where they meet in the, the church. So yeah, I I'm in my mind, four episodes, four days, maybe five. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I think especially in this show, that's like so nonlinear. I Mm -hmm. don't think that's a given. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, presumably the next day, Mm-hmm. Tyrone comes down and he's we don't know this at the time but he's bitter about how things went with Tandy but he's taking it out on his parents <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. my actual notes was because I you know I watched this in the order that was edited I was like why was he rude to his parents and Al don't say he just because he's a teenager but now we have an answer <laughs> that, that was what I wrote down but all right fine yeah right <laughs> all right um yeah, so he, but he, he, despite the kind of blow up he and Tandy had, he decides to follow her advice and steal his own bike and go to the police station. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to jump in with with what happens. Um, yeah, so, oh uh, yeah, I mean he he goes he he tries he he tries to, but I mean like the last time he was in a uh, you know a police station like this, probably this very station, uh, was right after his brother was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it's very triggering for him. Yeah, that's, probably, a, that's like, a good point. I didn't even think about that because I was just like, yeah, he's in the police station. Yeah, it's like. All the anxieties he's shared with Tandy. But they weren't suspicious of him from what I could tell or anything yet. Mm-hmm. Why did he freak out? But yeah, I didn't even think about the last time he was there was right after Billy's death. And them yeah. accusing him of a crime, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, at the same time, you know, it was like two nights ago where he tried to kill um you know oh. that that cop? Oh, yeah. Uh, did granted, Connor no see one him? knows it was him. Mm-hmm. Did Connor no, see him? No, as, okay, okay. As far as I know, Connors has not seen him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, like, you know, that that could also be in his mind. Like, did did Connor see him? Did, yeah. did they know? <laughs> so he could be worried about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he panics and leaves and goes home. Uh, and Dad is there calling him out mm-hmm. for stealing his bolt cutters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I, I like I feel like obviously I feel for the parents a lot. Lost Billy and mm. probably like built them up, got out of that bad neighborhood in the hopes of Tyrone not following in well in in surviving. It's like not getting the crime. Cause like Billy didn't do anything wrong either. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, also, like, I, I understand, like, his dad, like, oh, no, we, we've, I've already lost one son. Mm-hmm. I am not letting that happen. Like, any, if I smell anything close to that happening, got to get him away from that immediately. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he takes him to the old neighborhood, takes him to where I'm presumably dad grew up and he used to take Billy there. We know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was completely confused. I know nothing about Mardi Gras culture, so I had to look up like <laughs> what this was. Mm. But yeah. I also know nothing about it, other yeah. than they have king cake, which is good. Mm. Yeah, uh, I guess Mardi Gras tribes is like almost competing parties around Mardi Gras. So oh. like they do parade like they'll do floats and people like during like the big Mardi Gras parade is like representing their Mardi Mardi Gras tribe is what it's called. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. Um so when uh when Tyrone like when Tyrone and his dad get there um and his dad's like you know doing his spiel I I guess I don't I don't know what to call that. It's not like he's singing yeah, I guess. Um, it's a call and response. Oh, ah, yep, there we go. Good <laughs> ah, one. I put yeah, it all together. Makes... <laughs> all right, that makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so he, he, he gets there, and then his dad, like, oh, these are old friends of his, all this stuff. It's the look Tyrone had on his face was like, like he just learned that his parents had lives before he was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I mean, I'm sure we yeah. all had that realization at some point in our life. Like, oh, that's right, you're not here just to take care of me. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And I find it 
This must be some like rite of passage that just skipped over Tyrone because Billy was obviously part of this where mm-hmm. Tyrone knew nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe like I'm sure they didn't hide it from him when Billy was still around, right? Yeah. But or, Tyrone I mean, just like they just didn't tell him about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or he's just going somewhere with dad. Like, who knows? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, Yeah, I do. Like watching this initially, I was like, what? This is interesting and this is important to Tyrone. But what's the more? Why is dad doing bring this? What's the moral of the story? But nothing is like it's building community. Like Tyrone <laughs> is obviously feeling alone. And Dad sees that, so it's like need to bring him in. Part of what made him a good person, what made Billy a good person, just like if he go down the slippery slope, he needs to be supported this way. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'm sure you know his his dad. It's like this one kind of hurts because, or I'm sure it hurts a lot because. You know, Tyrone finds the cloak that his brother, that Billy was was working on, you know, before he mm-hmm. he died, and yeah. uh, so I'm sure that was a thing his dad just was really hoping to avoid, but well, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, doing very 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 brief research into Mardi Gras tribes and Mardi Gras celebrations and stuff like that. They the costumes they make or the cloaks and all that stuff are very very brightly colored. What was Billy doing with his black Mardi Gras cloak? <laughs> um, he was he, he he had a friend who was going to have two flashlights and he was ah. going to like point them at him. And it was black, yes, but it was also very shiny mm. when the lights shot oh, directly at it. Sequins are very mm-hmm. important. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, no, no. I uh, I know why. Uh, okay. They they actually told us because um, he, he was supposed to be um, I forgot what it was called like a spy oh. kind of person. Yeah, right? he was um, like yeah, some type of runner or something like that yeah i think that's the title yeah, like that and then cool. he explained it as like a spy yeah yeah mm-hmm. so, so that's something maybe i i should do more research or if any of our listeners know anything about mardi gras tribes um do they spy on each other trying to get like one upmanship or what <laughs> <laughs> maybe i mean i i wonder if that all came from something before mardi gras too right like mm-hmm. like that was a, a like a clan tribe kind of thing that people did and then over time they became more friendly with each other and then mardi gras kind of grew out of yeah. that because like, mardi gras like looking roots. at it briefly it's like it originated with like native americans um no i don't know ceremony i don't know the correct mm-hmm. term but ceremonies or events and stuff like that and then uh african americans and former slaves adopted it after during and after slavery because like like New Orleans is just so fascinating in that way. It's just a melting pot of so many different things. Um, and it's just like, that's where voodoo comes from and all that. It's just a combination between African Indian or native American and um, Christian religions. So I wonder if that's one of the reasons why they set this in New Orleans. It's just like these two people coming together. Cause like, like all of Marvel, <laughs> it's they're based in New York in the comics. Yep, everything is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ninety percent, I would guess. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Runner in the night is that what he was called? I think so. The brother, the title. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so he start. He wants to finish it for Billy, and yeah, he's. I presume he's going to do that. Then, yeah, he's going to do a really good job on his first one. 
He said he's going to make it perfect. That's good. I mean, maybe maybe he wants to practice one or not first, but okay. All right, cool. Start with this one. Well, this is another thing like the vision. Like he he feels like he can't cash those checks because he has to do everything perfect for Billy. Mm. Yeah, okay. Just like, and he's trying to do the same thing with the cloak. I'm like, he didn't learn your lesson yet, but we're only four episodes in. And if you learned all your lessons, then what are we going to do for the other six episodes? Oh, party. Yeah, go to Mardi Gras. Yeah, Mar- yeah Mardi Gras. There you go. It's like a two-week thing, right? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know either. Like, um, Universal Studios or Orlando out here, they do mm-hmm. a Mardi Gras event with, with Super stuff. Super authentic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's like a two-and-a-half-month-long thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, so I have no idea how I mean, long it's Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. to be fair... Disneyland celebrates Christmas from <laughs> October till February. Well, yeah, but that's also like a percentage of the U.S. does that. I don't think anyone else in the world, but I'm sure there's a percent like as soon yeah. as yeah, as, as soon as those Halloween decorations come down, Christmas ones go right up, which yeah. is wrong. You're supposed to do it the day after Thanksgiving. That's I the, the correct. wholeheartedly time. agree. <laughs> that is when we start. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you have to finish a, a holiday before you can yeah. start the next one. Yep. Um, I'm not to complain about Disney too much, but California Disneyland uh, really pissed me off because my wife and I will go in October, mm-hmm. and Haunted Mansion is not Haunted Mansion. It's already a nightmare for Christmas, and it should be spooky on Halloween. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, they, that's they my don't... favorite ride. So I'm like, I don't get oh. the normal one very often. <laughs> <laughs> uh they don't uh they don't do that one up for christmas out here in orlando i know um, i yeah. know so i <laughs> lucky sobs <laughs> so i haven't seen it for <laughs> for years <laughs> yeah yeah i i should just bite the bullet i don't know i don't want to i don't want to go to disneyland when everyone else in the world goes to disneyland over summer but that would be the best time if i want to see honda mansion uh yeah yeah that's true yeah mm-hmm. all right um next day tyrone cooks breakfast for his parents and goes ask for a riley for help so mm-hmm. good job tyrone yep all right all right tandy yeah yeah <laughs> so tandy's like making dinner with greg or he's there with greg um as Greg is making dinner, looking at his <laughs> yep. hopes, hopes. And I wonder if one of the reasons Tandy got that power is because she looks for the worst in everybody. So now she knows she sees the hopes and the hopes are usually the best of people, unless you are like a terrible psychopathic person. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. bad people hope for nice things, presumably, unless they're hoping to give other people pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, right? Um, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, we've seen her use this power counting Greg here in this episode. This would be the third time, basically, right? Um, she, like, here, oh, she used it on her mom. Mom, ex-boyfriend. Uh, her, Liam, yeah, the ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. about Liam. So I'm like, wait, yeah, what was yeah. the other one? I'm <laughs> actually going to bring him up later. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, anyway, we'll, um, so yeah, and every time it's it, it's exactly you know what you said, right? Like this, the 
you know, idealize best case scenario, like really what they, they mm-hmm. want. Yeah. It's, um, and you're right. It's, it's never at all what she thinks that person wants. So it's, it's the, yeah. the eye opening thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she expects Greg to just get laid a couple times and, leave mom but no he's in there at least his hopes is he's in for a long haul Mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah um yeah so do you think this show is the show about hope is this actually the mcu's ted lasso uh well tony i still have not watched ted lasso so i I don't know no it's not Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay got it got it uh i might watch it later this year we'll see um when i, I eventually can... have to get apple tv plus mm-hmm. what are you waiting for what's going to be the trigger to get, get apple tv plus uh the godzilla tv show yep okay yep mm-hmm. yep. i also recommend <laughs> uh mythic quest by the way <laughs> that's that sounded good yeah there, yeah there was a show you told me about actually that i kind of want to watch um the night of i think is that what it's called no after party after party yep yeah the night of is on know. hbo which is a different crime thing, but completely different tone. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, mm-hmm, yes. This show is a show about hope, much like Ted Lasso, but in uh, every oh, other no. way, every other way, not like Ted Lasso at all. Gotcha. Uh, no British people, and um, way less uh, soccer. Yep, way less soccer and football too. Just I, I think a little bit of football. Yeah, because shows up in Ted the Lasso. only sport mm-hmm. that shows up here is basketball. Mm, okay. Got it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ted Lasso has a big old mustache. I don't. Does anyone have a mustache so far yet? I mean, no spoilers, but little spoilers. I think the finale season two, when they suit up for the first time, uh, Tyrone has a giant mustache. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. And so yeah, does Tandy, sense. though. But so. Mm, okay. <laughs> mustache power. Like that's what gives them their powers. Well, no, it's but, like, mm-hmm. okay, so. The end of, or not in Avengers Endgame, the Avengers, like, get those white suits. Like, they team up mm. as a team for the first time. They decide, uh, Tyrone and Tandy wanted to team up as well. Except they have to wear light and dark. So they thought the best way to do it, mustaches. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. Okay, all right. Got it. Yeah. All right. So um, she goes to help uh, find Greg. Or help, not find Greg. She goes to help... <laughs> um, like Greg research Roxon, find evidence against mm-hmm. Roxon. Yes. Yeah. And yep. they they do. Yeah, they, they do. I mean, well, he has he says that he has some evidence. He mm-hmm. doesn't share it with her. He doesn't even yeah. tell her what it is. He just says he has it, and then he puts it into that really big uh, mm-hmm. safe, safe. In, in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then mom breaks up with him. So she goes to talk to Greg and sees him assassinated and the place arsoned, which I think mm-hmm. is the past tense of arson. Probably. Yeah. I don't think I don't think arson's a verb, but now it is. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that Tandy saw it and it's a well lit place with a big windows, even though it's late at night. This is a sh- <laughs> kind of a sloppy job for an assassin. Well, yes. Also, if there's any kind of um, uh, autopsy done, oh, like, yeah. oh, this person was obviously killed with the bullet is still inside them, and then the place was burned. Well, now we have questions. Like, mm-hmm. 
don't know if they'll find any answers, but like, yes, I'm with you. That is a very slow. Also, the the fire wasn't caused by like a cigar or something. It was yeah. caused by gasoline being thrown yeah. throughout the room. <laughs> like, yes, it's very it seems to be very obvious, like that it was a hit job of some sort. Yeah. And it's it's not hard to figure out who did it. But Al, why did Mephisto get him assassinated? <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, obviously, because he he took a deal and didn't pay up. This is mm. what Mephisto does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> he has an assassin and burns down his house or his place of business. That is totally a Mephisto move. As oh, someone yeah, who's yeah. never read Mephisto yet in the comics. Oh, well, I had the IMDb page. Yeah. Start, not IMDb. I had the the Marvel Wiki page up earlier. And yeah, there was just a whole host of entries of times he had to hire a hitman to, to kill someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Has Mephisto gone up against Daredevil? Because Daredevil's like Catholic, super Catholic. I have no... I mean, I feel I like at this point so. everyone... Yeah, I, 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 don't, need a, I don't know. My thing is, I like there are a few uh, characters I really like, and then I read the events. I need to read the other stuff, just like randomly <laughs> pick up. Mm-hmm. I should just read Mephisto comics every place he shows up, and just like, <laughs> what's Mephisto doing here? <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. I've I've kind of been wanting to to do stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. let me just get this random run from you know. Maybe that's something, something we can do for for scroll episodes, like a character spotlight. Like we'll just read Ooh. a few random issues. Yeah, that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, after she witnesses the arson, uh, she goes home to kind of tell mom, but she can't because it's too hard, and mom's trying to like reconcile after breaking up with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, she also follows- kind of oh. she she kind of can't too, right? Like because I mean, she also doesn't know who's responsible. So if she if she tells but, her mom, then her mom yeah. will probably make a big stink about it, and then they'll be a target, and she can't protect them, right? She doesn't know how to yeah. use her powers. So. On the other hand, you tell mom that I went to his office and it was burnt down or was on fire. Mm. And yeah, there's that. Yeah, you don't have to say... Mom's going to make a big stink of it anyway, because you're right. The autopsy is definitely going to show that... Mm-hmm. He it was he was assassinated and arsoned, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she decides, uh, Tandy decides to follow Tyrone's advice, who in anger told her to kill herself. And so, yeah, I actually don't know. Um, so that's what that's what it looks like, right? That's what. Mm-hmm. You know, when when that part of the the episode starts, when that scene starts, you know, she, yeah, she drags the, or she wraps the big heavy chain around herself um, and, you know, ties herself up. But then afterwards we see her and she, you know, was able to cut herself out and like, hey, cool. All right. that That's good. She, she learned like she can fight for, you know, the things that she, she wants that kind of stuff. I, right. Like at mm-hmm. least that's the, um, what we're supposed to get out of that, out of seeing that scene. Um. I I got something else out of it, but finish your thought. (laughs) So I guess my question was, did she actually, was she actually going to do that on purpose or was she like thinking, Hey, I've only been able to manifest these things 
during bouts of extreme emotion, like maybe one I potentially die, maybe this will help it manifest and I'll figure out a way to control the power. I was kind of wondering if that might have been her mindset, or it could have been a mixture of both, where she's like, oh, either I'll save myself or I won't. I don't think that I think, like, okay, we've seen other superhero things where Mm -hmm. they can't control their powers and they try to trigger it. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have not watched the show because it's a travesty, but uh, in Avatar The Last Airbender, uh he goes into a th- like a superpower mode called the avatar state when he's under stress and then they were one of the generals of the country he's supporting was trying to like weaponize that by putting him in extreme circumstances to be able to control it okay and should i, I just watch the movie like will that no god god oh. no <laughs> <laughs> all right fine okay. you you stop it okay. you can watch the blue people movie that avatar <laughs> but not uh. the last airbender <laughs> uh. Uh, I'll think about it. Okay, anyway, sorry, okay. go on. You were anyway, my thought with Tandy is she was trying to commit suicide. She's like, she has no, like, she was feeling, like, trapped. Her mom's in a bad spot, kind of. She and the one person she thought she could connect to, talking to Tyrone all day, kind of rejected her. She thought she wanted to commit suicide. And I think this, tragically, it might be something that happens to a lot of people who commit suicide is... Or is they start the process, tying themselves and going, jumping off a bridge or whatever, and they realize too late that they actually want to live. It's not until you get to that moment that you realize, oh, God, I do want to live. Tandy luckily has the power to survive. And this is like she's not willing to kill herself. She's not willing to end it all. And that's, I think that's going to be motivating her in the future. Like, she has the power to change things. Why she goes and gets those files later. Okay. That that also makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it's, yeah, it's stupid reckless. Like, yes, she's a <laughs> teenager. But tying yourself in a chain is a step too far. Yes. Yeah, that's if true. If she's not suicidal. Yeah. If she wasn't mm-hmm. suicidal. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Anything else for uh, Tandy or Tyrone or yep, just <laughs> them are here our heroes? Uh, no, no, I've got nothing else. Yep. All right. Let's take a quick ad break. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me. So stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. Excuse me, miss. You know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. Tony, I forgot the combination to my safe. So you know what I did? It's seven now. That's right. I called a locksmith, but Ah. they couldn't help. So then I called a magician and surprise, surprise, they couldn't help either. So then I dusted off the old yellow pages and called up our new friends at Dagger Lock Be Gone. After answering a short questionnaire to prove that the safe really is mine, they came over and opened it for me. Sure, the safe is totaled, but I have what I needed. A complete guide to using my newfound powers. Fun fact, I learned how to disintegrate things, which would have been great before calling Dagger Lock Be Gone, but oh well. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get your safe open with no questions asked. <laughs> Yeah, they don't even. Do they ask for your address? No questions asked. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem very efficient. <laughs> Probably not. No, I'm sure that that one's it's it's tough. They have to like say, okay, just so you know, we can't ask you any questions, and I don't know how to get to you, so you're gonna have to figure out how to let me know that, and then that's like it's like telling you how to do, and then then you're like, all right, well, obviously I know. I just tell you my address or, or something <laughs> like. Or no questions. Really, are they really like, um, the passive aggressives? Like we would come if we knew where you were. I guess we're not coming. <sighs> I guess it depends on the person, right? Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on, guys in the chair. Guy in the chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all up in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? <laughs> it's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Who do we want to talk about? Uh, I guess Oh, Greg. sorry. Yeah, sorry, I've... Al. Talking about villains. Oh, I don't have any right. villains. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I didn't even write anything, any notes for the villains. So I, I, I completely forgot about the section. I put yeah. the guy in the chair section, the characters in the villain section on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about guy in the chair, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> who do we want to talk about? Uh, I guess we could start with Greg. He had a lot of stuff this, mm-hmm. this episode uh, for his final episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he he really wants to, um, you know, be a family man kind of person, right? And he mm-hmm. sees that that's a possibility here. Yeah. Um, what well, is so so he expl- he tells Tandy that he's like, oh yeah, you know, we're we're all but divorced and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So are are they? Do, does she know? Like we, we never find out. Like does his current wife know that that they're separated? Um. Or is he not worked up the courage yet to tell her that? Like, no, I think I don't know for sure. But my read from that call that she, the wife, calls him when they're having dinner mm-hmm. is, he's like, they're obviously not doing well. She, he literally says he's not dealing with this right now. I mm-hmm. think they, yeah, they. They're in the process. They they know they she knows they're separated. Okay. the The only reason that I question it is because Tandy's mom, like, when w- during that phone call that, that you were just talking about, like Tandy's mom gets kind of like, like her mood changes. Like, yeah, like she knows he, because if they were completely separated, then she would. I assume she would have been a lot more fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I guess I, I don't hmm. I don't know if I mean obviously I've never been yeah. in this situation but I would think just like with her drinking and the drugs part of it is like denying reality trying to escape and this mm-hmm. is just like even if he's in the process of it it's still a reminder that this isn't the perfect situation it's true yeah oh okay all right yeah that's pretty much all I had for him mm-hmm yeah, I mean, he seems like a really nice guy. And, yeah, I guess... Yeah. Sucks that he dies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we, we we don't know much about him. He just kind of shows up, and he's like, oh, he's just the guy partying late nights with Tandy's mom. 
like, oh, okay, now we actually met him. Like, all right, he's he's going through a, yeah. a divorce and he's you know wanting to blow off steam. So that makes sense that you're gonna go through a phase. Um, eh, okay. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, Sucks joking aside, we know mm-hmm. we can presume it's Roxxon that had him assassinated. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I just assumed that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Or Roxxon or Mephisto. We'll keep that up there, just for no spoilers. That's um, true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, what you were saying, if like this gives Tandy motivation, like Roxxon is still a threat. He's still destroying the family's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, we at, for a storytelling point of view, at least it's it's the man being fridged instead of the the mom, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, some some progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah a second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little things about Tyrone's dad with the that whole mm-hmm. call and response thing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, he like I'm sure he's known these people for years and years and years and years, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He trusts these people even though he hasn't seen them for a long time. When that guy comes at him with a razor to the throat, <laughs> I was a little worried. <laughs> I know, I know, I would remember if, like, from the first time I watched this, if Tyrone's dad got his neck slit from a bunch of people, that would stick with me. But still, yeah, I. Oh, okay, I'm I'm thinking about this from the perspective of like Tony, I I can't imagine you and I would ever be in a position where if you came at me with a knife, mm-hmm. um I would think, we'll Oh yeah, Tony's Tony might actually hurt me. Um but I would still flinch and move away. Yeah. Like unless yeah. unless it's a thing we unless it's a bit we do, like we, we plan it, we've done it many times, and I know for a fact that that's a fake knife in your hand. Because if I think in any way that that's a real knife I'm still flinching, no matter what. Well, as <laughs> just soon in case. As, Al, once we start this bit, as soon as you get comfortable, I'm switching to real knives, and you don't know when that happens. Which is a problem, because yeah. I... Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's why we'll never get used to it, because I'll always think you've already switched. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to be doing that, but I do have an apple <laughs> for you to hold while I practice my archery, so... Oh, okay, well, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else for guys in chair? Uh, no, nothing. All right, mm-hmm. All right. moving on to 12% of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% of the credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12% well, of my baby? Well, I did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 I know, hours. I know, I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon? He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know, 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what is better than 11%? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Uh, I do have one thing. Okay. Whatever happened to Liam, Candy's boyfriend? <laughs> he got... No, he got encountered by O'Reilly, and we were... in that episode, we were like, he got arrested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he probably didn't. He, I think he was right because he called her. He like he called her. He was like, "Hey, I need some help. I was arrested by this officer O'Reilly here." Yeah, uh, I mean, but, at least that's what we see as the audience. Yeah, and but if the what 
I just had a terrible thought. <laughs> the quote unquote crackhead or druggie or whatever junkie, whatever he calls the guy who kill who stabbed rapist Rick. Mm. Is he the scapegoat? Is he now going to prison for that? It's possible. Yeah, maybe yeah. he is. Yeah. Uh, so are you the, saying I think he you was... call him a dead junkie, but he could have mm-hmm. killed him. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. Are, are you saying he killed that um, Detective Connors killed uh, Liam? That's... If we don't find out who that junkie was and if we never see Liam, <laughs> that's the conclusion I'm going to. <laughs> All right. Well, we have six more episodes. I mm-hmm. I assume we'll find we'll see Liam again, but I don't know. I guess we'll we'll find out. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. Like maybe he shows up in the first five minutes of mm-hmm. next week's episode. We'll we'll know in a week. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the one thing I have for this is what they split up again. Really. <laughs> <laughs> the end of this episode, they were together the whole time, and they split up at the end. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, yes. it, should, it should not be Cloak and Dagger. It should be Cloak and dot, 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 dot. Dagger was around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they keep meeting up. It's not like, like every episode we've seen, they, they keep meeting again for, for whatever reason, right? So it's not... It's not like we've gone three episodes and they haven't seen each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not they're not working together. That's my problem. And when I see a team up show, I want them to team up. That's fair. All right. Fine. That I'm sure they will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Defenders has its problems, but at least they teamed up. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They actually teamed up surprisingly quick. There was like episode two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's the way to do it. If you're going to do a TV show thing, like the Runaways were together, but they weren't really a team until the last episode. Yeah, well, they. No, they they were kind of a team before it, right? Like they they did stuff. They did some stuff yeah, before. They, there was teenage <laughs> drama where they kept splitting up, though. Yeah, true. But there was also it's so such a big group, like they yeah. can't do a lot of things together. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, uh, what? Al, how many Mardi Gras cloaks are we going to give this episode? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm going to give this one a f- four. I, I liked it more than the, the previous episode. Mm-hmm. I think I think we get some actual uses out of their powers, right? Like they're as characters, they're starting to grow. Um, I liked it more. I, I was overall yeah. entertained a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I'm going to give it four as well. Uh, the only reason I was disgruntled is what I just talked about. It's like this split up at the end, <laughs> but they were together through most of the episode, at least the way they framed it. You saw them together throughout the episode. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Well, uh, let's close it on out. Join us next week. We'll keep uh, rewinding season one of Cloak and Dagger. We'll be on episode five titled Princeton Offense. In the meantime, please follow us on social media. We are at MCU underscore rewind on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have not created those accounts on other things, um, but please don't steal them from us. Uh, <laughs> that would be nice if you 
if you don't do that. Uh, also, please, pretty please, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And we're always open to receiving emails, no spam, at mcurewind at gmail.com. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day.